Hey, sports fans. Thanks for tuning in once again. I'm Hooli. I'm the Joe. And this is Sports Retorts with Hooli and the Joe. I'm your host, Mary Beth Smith. This week, we'll touch on where Kobe Bryant's going. Hint, it's all over and into a lot of women's bedrooms. And how one fan of the show has an impassioned plea for us to help him rocket ship his beautiful nickname into being. Also going to talk about the NFL divisional round and a unlikely NHL all-star snub. That's right. Thanks for tuning in. That didn't need to be there. All right, boys, what do the starting lineups look like for week three? The moment we've all been waiting for, the starting lineup. In the world of boxing, Floyd Money Mayweather is making headlines by charging his fans up to 2,000 pounds on a recent United Kingdom tour. That is, unless, of course, you're his girlfriend, in which case he'll pound you in the face for free. Ugh, what a piece of shit. I'd rather date a quarter pounder with cheese. (laughs) You know what they call that in France? A royale with cheese? It's still called domestic abuse in France. (laughs) I don't care where you're from. There's the joke. A lot of coaches found new homes recently in the NFL, one of them being uh, perhaps the highest profile being Chip Kelly going to the 49ers. Uh, really exciting to see what he does there to try to make the culture and the team his own. Uh, have to feel that uh, Chip Kelly to be fired in 2018 after trading away the memory of Joe Montana. That comes from at Nathan Jansen, longtime friend of the show. Even before we did a podcast, he was our friend. <laughs> That's right. First time contributor. You can find him on Twitter at Nathan Jansen. Big news in the NFL at the owners meetings. They voted 30 to 2 to approve a Rams move from St. Louis to Los Angeles. Owner Stan Cranky, not very popular, just was uh, mailed 26 different packages of poop by the St. Louis Rams fans. Uh, I did watch some of his press conference. I don't know if you ever noticed this, but Stan Cranky looks and sounds just like the actor Sam Elliott, <laughs> who perhaps in my favorite role of his is the narrator in The Big Lebowski. And uh, so, you know, uh, during the press conference, he was quoted as saying just sometimes there's a man. Well, he's the man for his time and place. He fits right in there. And that's Stan Cranky in Los Angeles. (laughs) Uh, It was rumored that he may have been moving them to Sioux City, calling them the Sioux City Sarsaparillas. That's a good one. And a deep cut for any of you Big Lebowski fans. I had actually heard that he was going to be moving him to Paris when I heard that they were La Rams. <laughs> uh, the press conference was really exciting, though. I, I When I first tuned in, there were so many old white dudes talking into microphones that I thought we were announcing that we were just going into another war. Or the Oscars. <laughs> in basketball, your boy, Matthew Della was recently named the NBA's dirtiest player in which the Spurs' Marco Bellinelli replied, Oh, what's the matter you? I haven't showered in a week's. A lot of French jokes today. Well, lot, we're definitely celebrating our friends uh, across the pond, so to speak. I have one for our NFL recap, too, so just stay tuned. Mm. 
Um, Joe Kim Noah had a very impressive shot this last week. He shot a 16-footer that went 14 feet. Joe Kim Noah got no arc. <laughs> well, the problem is Joe Kim Noah is now out four to six months with soldier surgery, probably ending his season. So it looks like whatever Derek Rose has is contagious. Well, now he's free to follow in his sports idol uh, footsteps, Ricky Williams, by smoking weed in an Australian yurt. That would be my dream if I became a professional athlete. I would become a professional athlete just to do that. One good year, buy a $2 yurt and 20 bucks worth of Australian cannabis, bud. You know who can hook you up with that? Della Vadova. I'm good on Outback Jesus. <laughs> Speaking of basketball... And international, actually. Kobe Bryant dropped out of the 2016 Brazil games, which is personally depressing because I wanted to see a Brazilian team in 20 years all fighting over the numbers 8 and 24. Love you, Dad. <laughs> Speaking of, actually, he's leading the West in all-star votes, which is great because he's still on good terms with all those women he cheated on his wife with. Uh, I'm just surprised all of them had computer access. Well, as long as their parents are nearby making sure that they're using it responsibly, then I guess they're fine. That's right. Anyone can have an Instagram account, and I believe the age of consent is 17 in Illinois. And Colorado, and California, and New York, and pretty much anywhere that Kobe's going to be interested in going. <laughs> that's, that's partly what determines what cities are eligible for NBA franchises. <laughs> Determining, oh, can, can a lot of our players, are they allowed to be here? God, I wouldn't be surprised if that's actually the case. That's probably why they had to kick the Rams out of Missouri. Well, Kobe may be sitting out from the All-Star game so he can explore some other area codes, but we'll be having some more All-Star talk after the break. Now, this here story I'm about to unfold took place back in the early 90s, just about the time of our conflict with Saddam and the Iraqis. I only mention it because sometimes there's a man, I won't say a hero, because what's a hero? But sometimes there's a man, and I'm talking about the dude here. Sometimes there's a man, well, he's the man for his time and place. He fits right in there. And that's the dude in Los Angeles. Looks like it's time for walk-ons. And we're back for some talk on the second week of the NFL playoffs. Guys, some pretty big games. Huge. A lot, lot of great games this weekend. Huge. A lot of, lot of great games in the divisional round. There was a great minute of football in the Packers-Cardinals game. Yeah. Literally a minute of game time decided that. Yes. And there was a whole lot of nonsense packed into that minute. That's... Yes, uh, the, the whole storyline of that game is the last little bit of regulation and the very beginning of overtime. Cards end up taking it 26-20 to 20 in overtime. Uh, we're driving a lot of the game. Um, Packers came back to tie it up with a um, uh, long bomb to Jeff Janis. If you are not familiar with the name, that is okay. Neither is he. Finished the game with seven receptions, 145 yards, and two touchdowns. Uh, his stats for the regular season are file not found. <laughs> they should just change his jersey number to 404. <laughs> <laughs> 
after the catch by Janice, we had a coin put. I can't exactly call it a toss. No, it was a coin gently put it in the air and lay it on the ground. Did not flip. Did not flip once. Kind of a controversial. Uh, Rogers out there, captain for the Packers, calls heads. It, it started on tails, went straight up, straight down, landed on tails. Referee immediately says, no, 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 it didn't flip. I'm going to redo it. Flips it again, does land on tails. Would I think this would be a much, much bigger story if it ended up on heads. And the Packers were able to do something in overtime. However, he did that on his own accord. Did not have to flip the coin. There's nothing in the rule book that says that the coin has to make a complete rotation, which is, I'm sure, something that'll be addressed later. But he did what he thought was right and flipped it. But you're absolutely right. Had it gone the other way, whew, would have been a storm of issues. Yeah, which has kind of opened the door to a lot of talk and examination of NFL overtime rules, thinking about, you know, should they move to uh, something kind of like how, how college has it. They've already made, I think, a step in the right direction of recent years by uh, the rules saying if the first team who has it kicks a field goal, the second team does get a chance to respond. However, as what happened in this game, uh, there was a Hail Larry. Fitzgerald <laughs> took it down to the five, almost scored himself. Uh, then they ended up just uh, giving him kind of a lateral. I think they thinking, you know what, you earned this. You got us down here. Fitz took it in. As soon as they scored the touchdown, get those six points, game over. Don't even kick the extra point because it, it is over. Uh, personally, I don't think that's how it should go. I think both teams should have an opportunity. Every other sport allows teams to play both ways. Even NHL, though it has the sudden death, you you play both ways. You play offense and defense. You can get it. You have the face-off, too, to determine if you're coming away with the puck or, or if they are. And there's no, – I can't think of ever, and I would like any of our listeners to challenge me accordingly, of an NHL overtime game where one team wins the face-off, controls the puck, and scores to finish. There is always at least a change in possession in there somewhere. And the difference for me also being that – in NHL, you regularly have very low-scoring games. Two to two, one to one, knotted at nothing that'll send it into overtime. Uh, it's not like these guys score the amount as they do in the NFL. It just doesn't happen. The whole point of the playoff system is to ensure that the better team moves forward. Uh, I think that only allowing one team to touch the ball in overtime does not ensure that. Both teams are going to want their best players on the field touching the ball with things like uh, basketball, uh, baseball, hockey. Your, your players play both ways. In football, a player is either on offense or defense. So Aaron Rodgers, after the coin flip, didn't, didn't step on the grass again until he was shaking Carson Palmer's hand going, you piece of shit, I wish it was me. <laughs> you know, but I, I, I actually just got into an argument with a coworker today about this who was saying that this makes it more fun, it makes it more exciting, that otherwise the games will go on forever. They won't go on forever. If you remember the Donovic McNabb uh, talking about the tie and everything <laughs> yeah. else, sure, in the playoffs it's a different story, but so what if it goes on forever? It, it does right now. If they don't score, the, the they can't end in a tie in playoffs, so they'll go from first overtime to second overtime to third overtime as long as it takes that's already built in to be part of the game. But that's what happens in basketball. Mm -hmm. 
I don't see a problem with that. There's not really a way you can go to shootouts like you would with soccer, like you would with hockey. hockey. I mean, I think that's kind of the NCAA system, though. It's kind of a shootout. It, it, it puts you in a, in a position saying, all right, you're starting at the whatever it is, the 40 or I, whatever. Yeah, I think it used to be the 25, but they recently like backed it up or something like that. Yeah, yeah and, and every by the third overtime, you have to go for two. Like, yes. The, the, the game changes as time continues to ensure as much as possible a, a timely conclusion. And it just seems silly that a, a coin flip that sometimes the coin doesn't even flip is what's going to determine uh, the, the team who wins the flip and receives the ball 60% of the time wins the game. That is a statistically significant the, number. The fucking Belichick call to like have it, uh, the kick? talking about the, yeah, Patriots and jets game earlier on in the season where they chose to kick instead of receiving. That's absurd. Like, it was very obviously, and then they posted what the transcript that happened with the ref was. No player or ref should ever be put in that situation in a, an overtime no, situation. No, yeah. it's ridiculous. Let them play it out to fruition. Let them go back and forth. Even if you have nine overtimes, it's still going to be shorter than your average baseball game. The other NFC game this weekend was Panthers-Seahawks. That's right. Cam Newton was dabbing his way through the whole first half and apparently napping his way through the second half as well. <laughs> the Panthers defense pitched a shutout in the first half, sat back on their heels, and then let the Seahawks do a little bit of what they do, scoring 24 points. This was the biggest halftime lead in a playoff game since the Bills over the Raiders 41-3 to in 1991. I think that season worked out well for the Bills, right? Yeah, they did well. I think they made it to the Super Bowl. Good for them. Good the, for them. It just seems like the legion of snooze was in full effect that first half, and then they tried to turn it on in the second and realized, uh-oh, Carolina can play. <laughs> uh, after the game, Cam said, the playoffs bring out more than any other time the impact of Big Mo." This sucked the air out of the room because the reporters were thinking, what? <laughs> he then continued. Yeah, mo who's Mo? Momentum? He then continued, momentum, Wolf. big Mo. <laughs> big Mo. Unfortunately, Michael Sam could not be reached for comment. In one of the AFC Divisional Championships, the world's most successful trophy husband did what he did again, advancing to the AFC Championship for the fifth year in a row. Congrats, Tom Brady and the Patriots. Mm -hmm. Beating the Chiefs 27-20. to 20. This is his 10th time visiting the AFC Championship game. Uh, after the game, Brady said, It's pretty cool. It's hard to do, man. You've got to grind through the entire year. He said this immediately before jumping onto his Swarovski-encrusted Segway to go home and listen to his supermodel wife fart during her nap in one of the five bedrooms in their custom-built mansion. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, I don't think there was any big surprise here. Uh, Alex Smith, believe it or not, led a dink and dunk offense that couldn't really put enough points on the board. Who knew? Really, the Chad Pennington style of play of throwing the ball no further than 10 yards couldn't get it done in the playoffs, especially without your top running back? Who'd have thunk? Woof. I mean, even with the top, with the how good the Chiefs defense is, it didn't matter. No. Uh, Tom Brady's going to do what he's going to do. Bill Belichick's going to keep cheating, and they're going to keep getting further and further into the playoffs into the Super Bowl, probably. Yeah. Well, they will be facing 
in the AFC Championship game, the Denver Broncos, who uh, managed to hold off the Steelers, taking the win 23-16. to Steelers running back Fitz Toussaint now challenges Pierre Garçon for the most obviously fake French name in the NFL. <laughs> there it is. There it was. I, that's a, I had a call forward. That was good. A couple of injuries in this game. Antonio Brown was held out, of course. Mm-hmm. D'Angelo uh, Williams. D'Angelo Williams, obviously. Brock Osweiler's ego was severely bruised and his ass when he had to sit on that bench real hard real quick. Uh, I heard that he is now a day-to-day with butt splinters. <laughs> it was, again, top-rated defense, and then some little first ballot Hall of Famer named Peyton Manning doing what Peyton Manning does. I mean, but you mentioned it before. Toussaint losing that ball, it was one mistake, man. That was a game that was decided by one mistake. It was mm-hmm. Peyton getting an opportunity, uh, making it happen, and that was the that game yeah. over. Yeah. Yeah, uh, th- and that's what good players do. They'll take those those one opportunity and capitalize on it. Um, I was really surprised that the Steelers played as well as they did without AB or uh, yeah. Roethlisberger seems to be better when he's injured. I, I don't understand <laughs> how it works, but he was playing pretty slow. But he could still he was still moving the ball. He's a hell of a leader. I I don't remember which exact play it was or what defender it was, but there was a. a um, a play where he dropped back in the pocket. Uh, either Von Miller or Demarcus Ware or somebody drove the left tackle into him, and Roethlisberger kind of just bounced off him. He leaned into his own left tackle's back, bounced off him, kind of like a power forward trying to draw a foul while shooting a, a, <laughs> a short jumper, and then managed to just throw a strike uh, completion downfield. It, it's He's a monster, and I, as a Browns fan, I hate it. He's terrible. I hate him because he's so good. And he's a leader of men, and he's big and strong, and he looks strong. <laughs> well, he's an Ohio boy. You should be able to take some sort of solace in that, except for the fact that he beats you twice a year. And I would say three times, but there's no way you guys are getting into the playoffs. Actually, in the game, there was a really sweet moment uh, when Demarius Thomas gave a touchdown catch. He gave the ball to his mother, which his wife replied, uh-uh. Them's my balls. Put them back in my purse. (laughs) And, of course, whenever we talk about Peyton Manning, it's an opportunity to play our favorite game, Peyton's Recap of the Week, where we take his uh, famous or infamous, depending on how you look at it, uh, nationwide uh, jingle, and uh, we we use that as a filter to talk about uh, what he's been up to. This week I went real sweet and special about it. Nothing too serious. It's just AFC Championship. He's in the game. Good for you. Let me have it this year, Tom. (laughs) Brady's gonna kick my ass. Tape my neck just one last time. Goodell gave me HGH. <laughs> After realizing he was going to have to face Tom Brady again, wish I was in the NFC. <laughs> and uh, immediately after the game, all he could say was, do not bury still alive. <laughs> <laughs> and once again, that was... 
Peyton's recap of the week. Chicken parm, you taste so good. I like it. Last week on Sports Retorts with Hooli and the Joe, we promised you a three-on-three NHL All-Star Game preview, and we were all set to do that when some obnoxious, terrible, I I don't have the lexicon for enough bad words to what happened uh, in the NHL All-Star voting. If you're not privy, the Joe, take it away. As not even a casual hockey fan, but somebody who respects what those players do, um, and is intrigued by the sport, and of course, when the Blackhawks make their inevitable playoff runs, I am, and then a huge hockey fan. When starting to look into the the All Star Game, couldn't help but come across the story of John Scott, formerly of the Arizona Coyotes, formerly of the Chicago Blackhawks, formerly of the Colorado Avalanche, formerly of a lot of teams. This gentleman is quite possibly the textbook example of a journeyman, 285 career games, 11 career points, uh, mostly known for his defense and penalty minutes. Yeah, he's a winger, and he swings his right hand real hard. He's a bit of a bruiser. He hits real hard. He's been known to get in a fight or two as well. And that's what teams employ him for. Not to necessarily be the star, but to be one of those glue players. Here's what happened. The NHL opened up their all-star votes to the fans, and this is straight off the NHL's website. Fans will cast votes online at nhl.com backslash vote or via mobile ballot for one player from each division without regard to position. Voting concludes Friday, January 1st with the top vote-getters by division, regardless of position, named all-star and captains. That did not happen. No. In order to try to drum up some more interest for their uh, flailing all-star game, the NHL decided, hey, you tell us who you want to see in the game. And the internet, as it sometimes chooses to do so is quite precocious in this situation. And I believe that, that the, uh, the Reddit hockey board had a lot to do with this, but for some reason, people started to rally behind John Scott, who had no season or career to really justify this, but they decided, Hey, we're going to vote for him. And sure enough, he became the number one vote getter. This is not totally uncommon. We've seen it in other leagues before. Yao Ming repeatedly got the top NBA votes with uh, the strength of China behind him. Actually, in a similar story to try and drum up some interest, baseball recently decided that the winner of their All-Star game will get home field advantage in the playoffs. And there were a lot of Royals voted to the All-Star, probably more than there should have. It eventually evened out. But wouldn't you know it, they got the advantage and then ended up winning. So the NHL tried to follow suit like these other leagues and let the fans pick. However, when we as fans picked, Gary Bettman started running the NHL similar to the Manitowoc Sheriff's Department and just said, fuck it. They, in my humble opinion, absolutely orchestrated the trade between Phoenix and the Canadians and sent John off up to Canada and then sent him down to the minor league AHL, meaning that he is no longer eligible for the NHL All-Star Game. Editor's note, the NHL decided on Tuesday that John Scott would, in fact, be a captain in the NHL All-Star Game. This was announced after Hooli and the Joe recorded this episode.
and Joe didn't have a microphone to record this correction himself. So, here I am. Robo Jackson. Robo J. Simpson. Jackie Robotson. I am still deciding on my name. Now back to the show. And the jokes that no longer make sense. The timing of this couldn't make it more clear that the NHL is trying to protect the sanctity of a of a game that nobody cares about. <laughs> uh, the the ratings Well said, Strang. The ratings for last year's NHL All-Star game was down 14% from 2012, just three years prior, which means that only 86 people watched last year. <laughs> uh, this is, and, and the whole point of the vote getting and opening it up to the public is, is for the, the organization to say, for the league to say, tell us who you want to see here. The, the public did, and they were like, oh, no, you don't know what you want. You're, you're the one who buys the jerseys and pays for the tickets. We're telling you that you made a mistake. This isn't what you want. And the other captains, Jaromir Yager, Alexander Ovechkin, and Patrick Kane have been silent on the issue. Uh, the new NHL All-Star format was to have a three-on-three tournament of 20-minute games, and then the winners would get a million dollars. John Scott is a player that doesn't have much time left in the NHL. Mm -hmm. He's the guy who isn't signing big NHL money. And he actually has two children now and two twins on the way. Yes. His wife is expecting twins or possibly has delivered them in the very recent past. Unfortunately, he has uh, just been informed that they've been traded to the Blackhawks affiliate Rockford Ice Hogs. We have here that actually the twins, uh, to further hide them, have now been traded to the Toledo Walleye. Mm. Uh, one of them is going to the Tatooine Womp Rats, and the other is going to the Alderaan Senators. That's a deep-cut Star Wars reference for you guys. <laughs> you both love it so much. I thought they'd go to the Chudley Cannons. Isn't that, that? A, isn't that a Quidditch team? Isn't that a Harry Potter Quidditch team? Oh, that I don't so know. It's a pretty deep cut Harry Potter joke. All right. <laughs> it's an absolute travesty that we weren't able, as fans, to see who we wanted in the All-Star game. And you would think in a league like the NHL that's been basically knocked down to just being on the Versus channel, not being talked about on ESPN at all, is now getting all kinds of terrible press. Why would Gary Bettman do this? It, it doesn't make sense. I mean, they could have turned this into a really fun experience. They could have kind of leaned into this and been like, yeah, you know what? John Scott, first-time All-Star. Now the, they, the Arizona Coyotes traded away All-Star John Scott for peanuts. <laughs> I think that's literally what they got in the deal, Canadian boiled peanuts. <laughs> Arguably. The worst of all boiled peanuts. Seriously, you want your boiled peanuts from the South. Yeah. I, I mean, they, at least they come in gravy. <laughs> I used to buy boiled peanuts off the back of a purple truck. They were delicious. Is that code for something? Yeah, that sounded like nope. drugs. <laughs> uh, just a good place to buy boiled peanuts in Greenville, South Carolina. All right, you mm -hmm. got the sports retorts bump. Purple truck. <laughs> Look uh, for it in Greenville. You know what you won't see in Greenville is John Scott. And it's just, it's absolutely ridiculous. Uh, there have been several Twitter handles such as hashtag free John Scott, hashtag let Scott play. 
even change.org has a petition on their website right now with over 7,000 signatures saying let him play. If you feel the same, please go use the Twitter handles, go to change.org, or you could even call the NHL themselves at 212-789-2000. That's going to go directly to the NHL's uh, answering service in New York City. I don't know what Commissioner Gary Bettman's phone number is, but I know that their fax line is 212-789-2020. So if you got time, I would try the other numbers in between to get Gary Bettman. All right, we're going to change gears for a second here. Every once in a while on Sports Retorts with Julian the Joe, there are some issues that we are just not equipped to tackle. Or dunk, as the case may be in this one. <laughs> Such is the case as the New York Knicks rookie sensation, Christoph Porzingis. He has a variety of nicknames out there, and none of them have yet to stick. So we've actually brought in a East Coast Porzingis expert who is Ben Johnson, and he will be here to tell us exactly what Christoph's nickname should be and why some of the other ones are so bad. Ben, welcome to Sports Retorts with Huli and the Joe. Thanks, guys. It's nice to be here. Uh the East Coast Porzingis expert is um, is now officially my only job. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's all I do. We hate to break it to you, but this job does not pay. <laughs> well, that's okay. It's for the love of the game, right? Yeah, sure. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. I'm starting small. It's just East Coast. I'm not trying to fight off anybody in mountain time yet. So, Ben, you have some strong opinions on Christoph Porzingis. Uh, what do you think his nickname should be? We're going to get right at it. I came up, I, I will go so far as to say that I came up with uh, the nickname Young Lurch upon <laughs> seeing him play uh, in a NBA preseason game, Knicks at Wizards, uh, sometime in... I don't know, October. And um, it kind of happened by accident. It developed slowly. We were watching Przingis, who was playing better than anybody really could have expected, uh, even then, even though it was a preseason game. So that means it means nothing. Less, less than dirt, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> like, also playing better than anybody expected, Chris Humphreys. So. <laughs> Former Kardashian Chris Humphreys? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Playing better than he expected. <laughs> yeah. So, but anyway, so we were watching Przingis uh, play a little bit better than you'd expect, uh, rebound well, and uh, I was just watching him move, like the way he moves, and I was like, he he's he like has this like quick lurch. <laughs> it's like he has. If you look at the highlights of his putback dunks. There's this moment where he decides to start a putback dunk, and it is the motion is lurch-like. <laughs> he, he bends his knees, he like gathers himself, and then and then springs forward. It's a it is a lurching movement, <laughs> and I said, oh, that look, he's got like a quick lurch <laughs> to his game. He's like a young lurch. <laughs> then uh, me and my brother and Trevor Higgins laugh very hard because he also happens to look like Lurch from the Adams family, just younger. <laughs> <laughs> Ties in to the whole mythology, maybe, of both the Adams family and of Kristaps Przingis. 
See, that was uh, my thought initially, that it was uh, initially he looks a lot like Lurch, but it's apparently his movement and his ability to put it back then. It started with me saying, he's like a... And then having no plan of how to <laughs> finish that sentence. Um, so I think Young Lurch is a good nickname for him. And it works. It sounds like, also, it sounds like a rapper's name. Mm-hmm. You know, he's into hip hop. Somehow he's really big in hip hop culture because he's, you know, an NBA player who likes hip hop. And it's, and he's also a tall, goofy white guy from Latvia. <laughs> and it's funny. It's, he's funny. <laughs> And re- really, being in New York City, you do have to have a, a bit of an edge or a swagger to you and being in the hip-hop and having a nickname like Young Lurch would sure behoove him. Well, Lou Amundsen didn't, so you don't have <laughs> but it's nice that he does. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, I think we're all on board with uh, calling Kristaps Young Lurch from here on out. However, That's good. Is this going to be an official Young Lurch podcast? We, we want to give it the sports retorts seal of approval we're, we're giving it the sports retorts bump that's real from now on we will be referring to him as young lurch in the same way that we are going to be referring to the football team from washington as the potatoes it's official once a wiki gets up and running for this podcast those are gonna be the first two pages <laughs> that's fantastic i would suggest yelling it if at all possible <laughs> young lurch Young Lurch! (laughs) Ben, the internet, however, is less than kind to Young Lurch. They've tried to give him a few other nicknames. We're going to go over a couple here. I'm going to throw out a couple, and let's see why you don't like them at all. Okay. Uh, First of all, we're going to go with World Star. You know what? I don't super hate World Star. It's just that there are a lot of things other than Kristaps Porzingis on actual World Star. That's that's you know what it. I mean? Sure, there's like, a lot of weird fights. Like you say, World Star. I don't immediately think of Kristaps Porzingis. I think about it. Do go down. <laughs> <laughs> that's real. Uh, here's a good one, staying relevant for the most for the highest grossing movie ever. Darth Zingus. What? Why? Raptors. <laughs> <laughs> the Raptors. The year that Jurassic Park came out. Just because it's a Star Wars movie, we're gonna go with Darth Zingus. Uh, living in New York, another one that's come up is Jay Zingus. No. <laughs> he doesn't have a J in his name. There's no Jay-Z Ingus. He doesn't play for Brooklyn. Yeah, that's right. He's in the he's in the wrong part of town. You know, the Jay-Z is a subway line. It goes through Brooklyn. Like I mean, if anything, KZ. Like he at least used yeah. his first initial. Yeah. So far, so far, all of these What's don't. What's there by Madison Square Garden? Like the one, two, three ABCs. Like <laughs> what are the what's the station there? You can't you can't call yourself Jay Z and then hang out a minute. I whatever. Uh, another one that's big out there is three six Latvia. I don't mind three six Latvia. Okay, it's it's still not as strong as Young Lurch. And another one that's actually pretty big is Score Zingus. I don't, you know what, I, I don't really like the blank Zingus construct. I'm just going to say that right now. I know there's going to be more on this list. Oh, there absolutely is. Next on the list was Zingus Khan. Zingus Khan isn't terrible. That's at least like a pun as opposed to just adding it to something. Right, like Porzilla because yeah, he's Porzilla. big like Godzilla and he pours in points. <laughs> Porzilla's 
no good because the whole appeal of him is that he's skinny and awkward and gangly. <laughs> and not from Japan. Yeah, and yeah. in no way, like, yeah. yeah. Charles Barkley played one-on-one against Godzilla <laughs> and emerged victorious once Are- upon a time. One of my favorite one-on-one matchups ever, uh, right behind uh, Shaquille O'Neal and Aaron Carter. Right, and Godzilla had the Moses Malone goggles. Yeah, everything about it was perfect. (laughs) But, you know, in his prime, Charles Barkley, let's not kid ourselves, would destroy Kristaps Porzingis. He would break both of his arms and both of his legs. (laughs) That's real. I mean, the leading scorer on the Dream Team would decimate Porzingis. I think what bothers me about all of these so far, and I, I still want to hear more, is, yeah, they, they just have nothing to do with him. Like, they're, they're just fill-in-the-blanks Mad Lib nicknames, yeah. unlike Young Lurch, which both, he looks like it, and it's his motion. I, here's a, this is a strange criticism for me to levy against these nicknames, is that the, they, are, they seem like glad I thought of it, which... That is 100% the case with me and Young Lurch, as I just <laughs> I feel like I thought of it, and it made me laugh really hard when I did. And I just got, kind of am out in the world saying, hey, guys, come on, give me some credit for this joke I made that I think is good. <laughs> I think it's really pathetic suit in a lot of ways. We don't think so. But I made it because I was currently watching him play basketball. Sure. Like, I wasn't like, it was inspired. the nickname. <laughs> It was, he's like, um, what is he? Hmm. <laughs> well, I started this sentence. I got to finish it. Yeah. Young. I was trying to, I wasn't trying to solve the problem of nicknaming him. I was, I was like, how does this person make sense in my brain? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'd say if there's anything we like doing here on Sports Retorts with Julian and the Joe, it's championing pathetic pursuits. Absolutely. Yeah. That's absolutely true. Also like us on Facebook. Or follow us on Twitter once we create that handle. Uh, any other <laughs> perfect time for a plug <laughs> for a Twitter handle we don't have yet. Are there any more nicknames? Uh, there are a couple more. Fetty Tap, uh, which makes a little bit of sense, being a hip hop fan and being able to dunk Fetty like he can. Uh, the Pores Authority, which. <laughs> <laughs> Ben liked it. How <laughs> it is clearly the stupidest. <laughs> Thank you very much, Ben. I think you've uh, solved some things for us. Whenever we bring up uh, that young man from Lappy in the future, he will be called Young Lurch appropriately. Thank you so much for contributing. That is fantastic news. I, it's, I, I couldn't be more excited to be on here talking about this subject with you guys and to hear that it I'm getting any kind of traction whatsoever for a joke that I made one time to two people in October. Well, thanks to this podcast, twice as many people have now heard that. So thank you so much, Ben Johnson, for coming on. Uh, We are big advocates of Young Lurch, and every time he dunks the ball, I'm just going to think, you rang. Boy, this thing's a blowout, but let's sit down for some garbage time. All right, still a few more minutes for some garbage time. Magic Johnson was the first person to buy Rams tickets. Who do you want to see become the L.A. Rams celebrity face? Any quarterback. I would like to see Melissa Rivers become the face of the L.A. Rams because then she could change it every six months. 
Steph Curry recently signed a lifelong deal with Under Armour. What other sports figure do you want to have a lifelong deal? Shaquille O'Neal with Gold Bond. I love those commercials. And I always know how dry he is now. I'm going to go with Irving Magic Johnson and Pfizer. That just seems to make a lot of sense for a lifelong deal. I think I'd have to go back to Floyd Mayweather. Um, he's going to cut a big deal with Beats by Dre. <laughs> just seems appropriate. I mean, it's appropriate for Dre, too. So Yeah. <laughs> Should have called him Hugs by Dre. <laughs> Who has the worst uniforms in all of sports? The worst uniforms in sports right now are the Boston Celtics gray sleeved jerseys. You took an iconic jersey in Boston. You added sleeves to it, which is fine. It's the way of the NBA. There's more marketing. But that gray is absolutely disgusting. Knock it the fuck off. Um, Speaking of basketball jerseys, the Atlanta Hawks neon yellow on gray camo. I don't know what they're doing with that. That is a mistake. Hey, y'all, they can just leave the court and go out to the woods, set up in a deer trap, and just shoot shoot them as they come. I know a great place to get boiled peanuts on the way. (laughs) We got to swing through Greenville. I say those Oregon Ducks, just chill out. Calm down, Nike. We know you own them. Just stop throwing your weirdest shit at them. Sports Retorts has officially backed Ben Johnson's Young Lurch moniker for Kristaps Porzingis. What other Nick at Night era characters have counterparts in professional sports? I'm going to say that Meta World Peace is Andy Kaufman's character from Taxi because I don't know what the hell he's saying most of the time. But it's pretty hilarious. I'm going to go Cuban counterparts Desi Arnaz to Yasiel Puig. And it's LA, I'm home. think that's all we've got for sports retorts this week but check back next week for continuing sporting events it never stops guys there's always more sports that's why this is a genius idea i don't know why nobody else thought of this before yeah it's pretty cool that we're the first podcast ever about sports sports ball thanks for tuning in sports fans i'm mary beth smith and this is sports retorts with Hooli and the Joe. I'm Hooli. I'm the Joe. I should have said my name after that. (laughs) (laughs) 